This is KMTT. Today is Tuesday, the 19th day, the 19th day of Elul Yutet Elul. And I will be giving, this is Ezra Bek, I will be giving today's Shur in Parshat Nitzavim Bayedach. The basic problem in Parshat Nitzavim is apparent when we compare it to Parshat Kitavo. Parshat Kitavo, as we remember, had a long and terrifying description of what happens if we will not follow God's law. It also contained a promise for what happened if we do follow God's law. And all that is described as being a Brit, which we call Brit Avot Moav, the covenant of the heights of Moav, the Brit of Parshat Kitavo. Parshat Nitzavim begins all over. It's a whole new speech of Moshe Rabbeinu. The actual speech begins in the very, very end of the previous Pasha, in the end of uh, Kitavo, where it says that Vayikra Moshe el b'nei Yisrael v'yom alehem atem ritem et kol asher asa Adonai le'enichem ve'eretz v'tzayin v'chaol v'chol ha'avadah v'chol ha'chzor and a few seconds later begins atem nitzavim hayom kolchem l'fnei Hashem alokichem The content of this speech in Pasha Nitzavim appears to be the same thing. It says God wants you to do the mitzvot, and if you don't do it, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. What is the meaning of the repetition? There's an obvious literary difference between the two parashiyot, whereas parashat kitavo is very explicit and literal, parashat nitzavim is very poetic and suggestive. But it still seems to come down to the same thing, that there will be destruction if you don't follow the mitzvot. Gofrit, Pamelach, Serefa, Cholarzalot, Zarab, Lotatsmir, Holo Yaleva, Koraisev. The land will be destroyed. Kamapichat stone Bamurad, Mabitz for Yemashir, Fahashem, Yapova, Hamato. Reminding us of the destruction of Salom and Amora. And you'll be punished as all the Klala, it even refers explicitly to Pashat Kitava. The punishment that will take place will be like the Kalala Ktubaba Sefer like the curse explicit in this book, meaning the previous Pasha. So, what is the point of Pashat Nitzavim? The Nitziv, Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the last Rosh Yeshiva of Elijah, makes, I think, a very, very, very acute point. Listening carefully to the words of Pashat Nitzavim, the Nitziv noticed the basic difference between it and Pashat Kitavo. The end of the Pasha, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Re'ei, natati lefanecha hayom et ha-chayim ve'et ha-tav et ha-mavet ve'et ha-ra. See, I have placed before you today life and good, death and evil. And this indeed resembles the Pasuk way back in Re'ei, where God says the choice of the Torah is between Life and death, good and evil. What here is the choice? Asher anochim etzavacha yom liyava et Adonai Elohecha lalechet b'derecha v'lishmo mitzvotav v'chukotav mishbatav v'chayita v'ravita v'rachacha Adonai Elohecha v'arat asheratav v'asham madarishta. First choice. If you shall, I'm commanding you, that you shall love Hashem your God, follow his ways and keep his mitzvot and then you will live well in the land which God gives you but if your heart turns away and you will not listen 
ונידחתה והשתרבית עליהם אחרים ובתם, הגעתי לכם היום כי יבוא טוב ודון, לא תאריכון ימים על האדמה שאתה עובר את הידינו ושם זה ישתר. אבל אם And the second part is, אם יפנה לבבך ולא תשמע, but if your heart turns away. In all פרשת כי תבוא, there was no mention of love or indifference. It was always, if you will follow the mitzvot, and if you will not follow the mitzvot. The beginning of the תוכחה in פרשת כי תבוא begins... If you will listen to God to do, and then you have Bechot. Then you have all the Kralot. That is the nature of the Brit of Parshat Kitavo. Whereas there is a totally new element introduced in Mitzavim. And that is not actions but the state of your heart. For that reason, I think, one might say that the Torah, as a law, as the book of Mitzvot, in fact, has ended in Kitava. There will not be any more Mitzvot Ma'asiyot. I'm exaggerating. There is at least one more Mitzvah, Mitzvah of Hakel, appears in Pashat Vayelech. But basically, the Mitzvot, Vayakitavo al-Aratz, when you come to Etzel, you do A, B, C, D, this has ended. The Brit of Kitavau concluded giving of all the Mitzvot. Mitzavim and Vayelach as well and Hazinu as well is not about what you have to do but it's about your heart. And I think the reason for that is because basically we're dealing here not so much with the commands of God but with a speech of persuasion of, of Musa of Moshe Rabbeinu. And indeed Moshe Rabbeinu's role is emphasized in this parasha, Moshe speaks, Moshe speaks, doesn't speak so much in the name of God. He's trying to convince the Jews to get to their hearts. He knows he's commanded them, he knows that they've said yes. And he also knows that the future is dangerous and uncertain and foreboding. And he's trying not merely to tell them what to do, but to get their hearts to be committed. And notice the Pasuk, and it makes this point as well. If your heart will turn away, the turning away of one's heart is the opposite of the love. There's no possibility of hatred, but there's love of God, meaning commitment, and the opposite is basically indifference. If not, if your heart will turn away, you will not listen. Then Tziv claims this pasuk should be read as not that if your heart will turn away and you will worship other gods, but if your heart will turn away and you won't be committed, then you will worship other gods. In other words, it's it's addressed to people who have no intention of worshiping other gods. They've accepted the Torah. These are the Jews who Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to. But he's telling them, if you don't make sure that you have a deep set commitment in your heart, that I'm telling you it won't suffice what you've said that you'll observe mitzvot. Because without the inner love of God, the end is degeneration, 
abandonment and eventual idolatry. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Higati lachem." He's I. I am speaking to you. Higati lachem hayom ki avot avidun. What was he saying? God said the same thing one parasha before. If you do not follow your mitzvot, then dozens and dozens of sukim describing the terrible, terrible punishment. Moshe Rabbeinu says, "I am telling you that you will be destroyed." What the They've heard it from God's mouth. What he's saying to them is that. Okay, you heard what God threatened you, so you're not going to do those Averot. Chas v'shalom, you, you've made a deal. But I'm telling you that if you don't have the commitment that I'm speaking of, you will also be destroyed. And that's, I'm telling you this, God didn't say this to you. God doesn't threaten you that way, because God really demands obedience, and you've done it. Or at least you claim you've done it. But I'm telling you, without commitment, there won't be obedience. Higadti lachem hayom ki avod tovveitun. You cannot escape, you cannot say that if I just fulfill my bargain I, I do the mitzvot I like camels on Friday I, I, I don't eat treif tafas it'll be okay not true not because God will punish you for not loving him enough because if you don't love him enough you won't keep the first part that you already said if your heart will turn away and you will not listen and you will be pushed aside you will be misled you will be dragged off the path that's the end of Pashat Nitzavim and in fact Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the message Ha'idoti lachem hayom et ha'shamayim et ha'aretz ha'chayim v'hamavet natati lefanecha ha'mbarecha v'haklala u'v'acharta b'chayim l'man t'chiyata v'zarecha I'm telling you I'm placing before you life and death blessing and curse choose life in order that you should live. What does that mean? Le'ahava et Hashem elokecha lishmo bekolo uledav v'kabo ki hu chayecha v'orech yamecha l'shem v'dama shinishba l'nai l'botecha l'bacham v'tzak v'yakov l'tait lahem end of Pasha. I think this understanding that Pashat Nitzavim is about inner commitment and not outward observance helps explain the extremely difficult psukim that appear in the beginning of the Pasha. God says, or Moshe Rabbeinu says, as part of this Brit, he says, suppose, pen yesh b'chem, perhaps there is among you, ish, o isha, o mishpacha, o shevet, a man, a woman, a family, a tribe, asher v'ro poneh hayom e'im Adonai Eloheinu l'alechet l'avodet l'ahel g'yim ahem, pen yesh b'chem shoresh if there's an individual whose heart is turning away notice the phrase whose heart is turning away from God to go and worship other gods perhaps there's among you a root which grows bitter weeds strange expression when he will hear this, this, this oath, this, this, this curse that I have placed upon those who do not keep the covenant, he will, he will bless himself in his heart and say, Shalom Yeyeli, it will be okay with me. The last five words are the most difficult five words in the Torah, literally translated, in order that the satiated add to the thirsty 
very, very difficult phrase. There are a lot of explanations of it. But let's go back a little bit. There's a man who is heart is turning away from God, and he says everything will be okay. Even as he hears the words of Kitavo. How can you think everything will be good? God said, if you don't do my result, I'm going to wipe you out. He says, everything will be okay. For I go in the strength of my heart. The strength of my heart. The Ramban has two explanations. The second one is that the key here is the explanation. He will say, everything will be good for me. How can he say that? Why does he think it will be good when he's transgressing what God said because I'm not transgressing what God said I'm not violating the covenant I'm not accepting the covenant I follow my own heart I'm sincere if I had really promised to do what God said and then not done it then I'd be in trouble but but I, I don't have that commitment I have to do what I have to do I have to be honest with myself to my own self be true quoting Shakespeare I'm going in the strength of my heart. The answer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to this is amazing. It's nice. God says, I, I disagree. I'm going to punish you. There's fury. God will not, will not possibly forgive him. The, the, the wrath of God will burn, will, will smoke against this man. God will wipe him out and separate him from all the Jews with every single curse mentioned in this, in this, in this, in this book. What is this Pasuk describing? I think this Pasuk is describing the opposite of what Moshe Rabbeinu is describing later on. A man who says, not a man who says, wow, there's, there's this, there's this bit, I'm gonna follow the path of not listening to God. He's not gonna be surprised if he gets punished. Here's a man who is panalibo. His heart is turned away from God. And then he says, look, I have to be sincere, I have to be honest. My heart isn't in it. It's not that I wanna rebel against God. But, but, I, I don't have the commitment, I don't love God. So then I can do anything I want, and God won't be angry at me. Because how can he expect anything else from me? And the answer of Pashat Nitzavim, this is what Nitzavim is about. Nitzavim is about that yes indeed, God not merely expects our obedience, He really expects our hearts. And if your heart is not in it, that's a fault. You cannot claim the defense of the defense of I follow the dictates of my heart I'm being sincere and honest with myself because what your heart dictates to you is also is also your own choice and in fact the, 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 the fury the vehemence of the language here exceeds that of Kitavo the, the details of the punishment are much less but the personal element of God's fury here is much greater than in Kitavo if it's personal then God is personal if you disobey God He'll punish you but if you don't care about God if your heart is turned away if you lack the commitment then God is furious with you and this explains the really amazing and famous psukim at the end of the Pasha for this mitzvah which I command you today it is not beyond you and not far from you. 
לא בשמיים היא לאמור מי יהיה לנו השמיים וניקחה לנו. It's not in the heavens that someone has to go up there and get it for you. And tell it to you that you should do it. ולא מעבר לים היא לאמור מי יעבור לנו את עבר הים אל עבר הים ויקחנה לנו וישמענו אותה ונעשנה. It's not on the other side of the sea that someone has to go and bring it back to you. כי קרוב אליך הדבר מאוד. It's very close to you. בפיך, in your mouth, ובלבבך, in your heart, to do. What is the mitzvah? כי המצווה הזאת, which you thought is very difficult. Rashi thinks it's the mitzvah of tshuva. Other mitzvahs say it's the kol tarakula. It's a very unclear expression. I think deliberately un- un- unclear. And in fact, the Torah calls it, later on, Hadavar, ki karov eilecha hadavar mo. This thing is close to you. Unusual expression of Torah. Torah is being deliberately vague about what it is, the thing that man thought was too difficult and too far beyond him and over the sea and in the heavens. And I would like to suggest, in, in light of the, the opening that Sir gave us and the development that I presented, that the mitzvah is not any particular mitzvah as described in the previous 28 prakim of Sefer Dvarim or the previous Svarim. The mitzvah and the davar is what we just talked about. What the man's thought was, you know, I can do the Torah, that's not that hard. But you also demand that I love God? That I have this inner commitment? That, that, that's not up to me. That, that, you know, either you got it or you don't. I, I, I can't, it's not in my power to decide that I'm going to be totally committed to God. I'll do my best. How can God say that His fury will wax against that man who said, I'm following the strength of my heart. Isn't that honorable? Don't we admire a person who follows the dictates of his heart? Why can God be so angry? What choice did he have other than to be true to himself? And God answers, it's not true. The power of committing your heart is not in the sky and not overseas but karov eilech adavah ma'od b'fichah u'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'
a heart commitment not an outward commitment but a heart commitment to be to God and not to turn from God because Moshe Rabbeinu believes that that is equivalent to the choice between life and death if you're not committed to God you will eventually serve other gods and I am telling you he says I I am telling you that you will be destroyed so force yourselves get yourselves to be committed to God to love God and it's not that hard it's very close it's in your mouth and in your hearts to do so the man who previously had said ki bishrigut libi eilech was described by the Torah as being shoresh porel rosh vela'ana a root that grows bitter weeds what, what is the meaning of that phrase? the Torah didn't describe him as being a bitter weed he's not a bad plant he's just a root because the root of the bitter plant the root of the evil weeds is ki bishayut li the difference in your heart it's only a root that's the whole point of Nitzvah we're talking about roots and not about actual evil actions but Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convince us that the root is not better uh, not better or worse not less significant than the actions in fact everything depends on on that on that root and I think this theme is continued in the second half of this week's Pasha it's a double Pasha in Pashat Vayelech. Vayelech is a new speech. Moshe goes. Vayelech Moshe. Vayelech to the Vrim Ha'ele Al Ko Yisrael. Here Moshe Rabbeinu is explicitly bringing the Jews to the next step. You're going to cross the Jordan without me. And I want to lead you with something that suddenly he's going to leave them with is going to be Shirat Ha'azinu. The following Pashat Ha'azinu. And in the prelude to Shirat Ha'azinu, which is found in the end of we find the concept of Hester Panim of the covering of God's face listen to what the Pasuk there says Moshe Rabbeinu is actually God is telling Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu then will tell it to the Jews Adonai El Moshe Elohim you are going to die Moshe Rabbeinu and these people will get up and they will will turn away after after the gods the strange gods of the land to which they're coming and they will leave me notice they will abandon me and God says and my anger will be kindled on that day and I will leave them and I will hide my face from them the last years there's been a great deal of discussion of Hester Panim in connection with the Holocaust God will hide his face from us what does that mean? so the Pesach says what will happen God's face is hidden and they will be to be devoured and terrible things, many terrible things and 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 
uh, actions will, will, will happen to them. And then goes a very strange pasuk. The people will say on that day, These evil things have found me because God is not in my midst. But I will hide, definitely hide, surely hide my face on that day because of all the evil that they have done for they have turned to other gods. No. God says, the people will say, these bad things have taken place to me because God is not in my midst. Is that a good thing or a bad thing they're saying? Is that tshuva or not tshuva? Sounds to me like a good thing. They, they recognize that why are they being punished? Because God is not in their midst. So how does God respond to that statement? He says, and I will hide my face from them because they have turned away from me. I think what, what the Torah here is saying, when the people say, God is not in my midst, and that's why I've suffered all these evil things, they're not doing tshuva. They're blaming God. They're saying, you know, God has abandoned us, as God said He would do. Va'azavtim, I will abandon you. And that's why bad things happen to us. So it's not our fault, it's His fault. And God says, yes indeed. Vanuchi aster astir. Fanai, I will cover my face. Why? Kifana, for they have turned away, as we noticed. Turning away is the opposite of Ahava. Because they don't have an inner commitment and therefore I will cover my face. What does it mean to cover your face? I think what, what we see from the continuation of this pasha is that covering God's face doesn't mean that God has in fact disappeared. If God has to cover his face it means he's very close. He covers his face so as not to see us because he is in fact very close to our midst. It's not that Ein Elohai Bikil Bimitz only God is not in our midst. He's in our midst, but He's covered His face so that we don't see Him. Because we have turned away from Him. If we don't look towards Him, He will not look to us. What the Pasha is describing is that if you don't, if, if, if you do bad things, God will do bad things to you. If you become indifferent to God, then God will act as though He is indifferent to you. Hester Panim, and then bad things will happen to you. He won't do them to you, they'll happen to you. The relationship, our relationship with God is God's relationship with us. Kipanim el panim. As one face to another. And Moshe Rabbeinu then writes the Shirat Hazinu, which is very, is the following week's Pasha. That it should be with the Jews all the time, that they should recognize this fact. They shouldn't think that, oh, just bad things happen. But we go bishrirut libeinu. If you, if you don't commit yourself to God, if you're not loving of God, then God's relationship with you will also appear to be one of indifference. But in fact, God is always in the midst of Israel and you carry the relationship which you have, which you have created. So Pashat Nitzavim, Nitzavim Bayelach is a necessary conclusion to the Torah. As we know, the Torah is a book of actions. And over history, there have always been complaints about that. The Torah is overly concerned with outward and external actions. No question about it. The Torah is concerned. Super concerned. I don't use the word overly, but infinitely concerned about actions. And it's not the Torah's, the regular Torah, the regular part of the Torah's job to appeal to your heart. For that, we need Moshe Rabbeinu, Nevi Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu explained that all these actions are crucial but they depend on a 
not Berita Maaseh, not the covenant of actions, but Berita Lev. And for that, you need not prose, but song. Something that will appeal, not to your head, so you can decide how to move your hands, but appeal to your heart. Shirat Azinu. And the result has to be preventing that a heart should not turn in another direction. We're getting very, very close to Rosh Hashanah, to Yom Kippur. These are the parashiyot which lead up to Yom Kippur. Not only a repentance of correct the actions that you did wrong, but a repentance of the lack of a heartfelt commitment to Hashem Himself. As you all know, in Pashat Kitavo, Shuvah, repentance, wasn't even mentioned. It's found only in Pashat Nitzavim in a separate speech of Moshe Rabbeinu. Where Moshe Rabbeinu says, When all these things shall take place, the Bracha and the Klala, you return to God in order to do His mitzvot but not that you return and do His mitzvot you return and do His mitzvot with all your heart and with all your soul and then Bishav, the word Bishav means to return God will return to you it's, we're talking about relationship here if you turn to God, then God will in fact cure your heart. He will circumcise your heart. He will help you love Him. The end, the purpose of tshuva is the healing, the fulfillment, the perfection of the heart in order to do mitzvot. Not without mitzvot, chas v'shalom, but in order to do mitzvot. So, ki tashuv el Hashem elokecha b'chol levavcha Thank you very much. Wishing you a call too. We'll be back to our schedule tomorrow on uh, on Wednesday. The share of Rav Taragin and Yud Gimel Midot Arachamim. Till then, this has been Ezra Beck. You've been listening to KMTT. Vebakata Torah Mitzion. Call too. Will Hishdamaya. We'll be learning again t- tomorrow and every day on KMTT. Kimitzion Teitzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.